Talking Lead Heads, we are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I don't know about you guys, but that music gets me pumped every time. All right, so I am back from vacation. I went on my very first cruise ever. Went to the Caribbean, the Caribbean, the Caribbean, however you say it. That's where I was. Had a great time. Had a little birthday celebration while we were out there. So happy birthday to Lefty. And then, of course, a couple of days being home, we get slammed by these tornadoes. So I'm going to be going out with Sheepdog Impact Assistance over the next few days as you guys are listening to this. And we're going to be helping out some of the harder hit areas here in the uh, Middle East Tennessee area. So if you guys get an opportunity, go by sheepdogia.org and donate. And if you're in the area and you want to come by and lend a helping hand, there's uh, links on their Facebook page and Instagram where you can sign up and uh, physically, actually physically come out and, and help us out. So the uh, episode I dropped while we were gone, I hope you guys had an opportunity to go back and listen to that. That'd be episode 337. We had Chris Tonto Peranto teamed up with Charlie Melton. And I got to tell you, man, that was a great time, a great interview with those two guys. And of course, Brad Starr was joining us there, the big brains on Brad. Uh, excellent interview there. We had the guys from Silencer Co. And then we got to talk to the ladies from Wheelchairs for Warriors, another great organization that if uh, you heads are so inclined, you'd you wouldn't be doing yourself a disservice by going and supporting that organization either. So this episode, we're going to be continuing our SHOT Show interviews, and you are not going to be disappointed as usual. In our lineup this week, sitting down for a conversation, we had Keith Garcia come by, and Keith brought Frank DeSelma with Patriot Ordnance Factory, that's POF, uh, and you guys are very familiar with POF, I'm sure you listeners are, uh, and they're talking about a new 308 that they're releasing, it's called the Rogue, that's like under six pounds. So that that's a great interview, and then also joining us on that interview, uh, Professor Paul, Paul Markle, joins us for that too, for, for a brief period. Also have the guys from ASP, Michael Hess, our good buddy Michael, uh, you know those XT DFs that we gave away a few months ago? They've got a new version of that out. It's called the Spectrum. And uh, we're going to talk about all the awesome new features that that flashlight has. And it's another dual fuel flashlight. And then a new company, one we've never had on the show before, U.S. Arms Company. And this is another interview that you guys aren't going to want to miss. Uh, very innovative company there, U.S. Arms Company. And uh, talking about some some pretty cool products that they've got available that you guys definitely don't want to miss out on. Uh, and I'm going to go back to the Frank DeSelma with the POF. Very surprising um, interview there. I've never met Frank before, uh, but just to listen to his values and the way that he runs his company uh, is is pretty awesome. And I know you guys are going to love that interview. So uh, as you're listening to these, go to these companies websites, their Facebook pages, their Instagrams, and let them know that you're hearing about them on the Talking Lead podcast and how much you enjoy uh, the information and the products that they are bringing to market. Just drop them a little message. I mean, you don't have to be uh, real long about it. Just say, hey, heard you on the Talking Lead podcast. Love love what you're doing. 
Uh, thanks for being innovative. Thanks for, you know, whatever. That's the best thing that you guys can do to get the word out there about our podcast. And, uh, and then, of course, to let these companies know uh, how much they're, they're being appreciated. And speaking of, make sure you go and support all the companies that make this show possible, like Keltec, Keltec Firearms, Buck Knives. Of course, they, they sponsored the lead quarters at the 2020 Shot Show this year. And then Keltec is going to be sponsors for the NRA annual meeting here in Nashville. So if you lead heads are going to be coming out, make sure you stop by Keltec's booth. We're going to have the lead quarters set up there doing interviews. Probably will have some cool giveaways as usual. Uh, and speaking of giveaways, we've got some more information on the big Keltec CP33 giveaway that we're going to be doing. So we've teamed up with Keltec, Mission First Tactical, Buck Knives, Fioki Ammo, and Smith and Bradley watches. And in addition to the CP33 that we're having tricked out by Mission First Tactical, Mission First has done a one of a kind custom holster for the CP33. And I've seen pictures of it and it looks really good. So Dave over at Mission First did a great job on that holster. You guys are going to love it. Buck Knives have has sent a have sent one of their big fixed blade knives. I don't know which one it is. Uh, I'll get more info on that and let you know. And then Fioki Ammo is going to put up like a uh, a big can of 22 ammo, a voucher for that. And Smith and Bradley is putting up one of their new Springfield watches. So we're going to be calling this like the ultimate EDC package. And uh, we're going to be bringing you more info on that coming up. We're hoping to kick it off and release it by mid-month, mid-March here. So go and show all these companies some love. Mission First Tactical, Keltec, Buck Knives, Fioki Ammo, Smith Bradley Watches, and, of course, modern Spartan systems can't keep those guns running without their products, their cleaning and lubrication products, and their awesome TVT engine oil additive. We'll keep all your vehicles and anything you got with an engine running smooth and pure. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into these interviews that I was building up to. Like I said, I've got to, to get packed up and get ready to go. We're going to go help Sheepdog Impact Assistance. They're going to be rolling into town tonight as I'm recording this. Uh, and then first thing in the morning, we're going to be uh, going out and assessing some areas and providing help where needed. So make sure you guys go to Sheepdog Impact Assistance website, sheepdogia.org. Uh, you go to their Facebook page, you go to their Instagram page, and donate Donate money, donate gift cards, donate your, your time. If you're in the area and you can make it out, we'd love to see you out there. I'm going to be out there uh, over the next few days and this weekend. So hope to see some of you leadheads out there. All right, roll that beautiful bean footage. Okay, cool. You're going to come by tomorrow, right? What time? What time you want to? What's good for you? Like 9? 10? Even better. Yeah. I was cringing at nine, but <laughs> all right. Thank you, buddy. Thanks. Keith Garcia right there. How are you, sir? Best three gunner in the nation right there. Oh yeah? Yeah. Right on. So he needs to see your product. Yeah. All right, guys, we are at the twenty twenty shot show. Bring it to you from the official headquarters of Buck Knives. 
And this is day three. We're about, what, one-third of the way, would you say, Justin? Justin's my helper. Justin's been helping me out. He's been doing a great job. I'm going to lose him today, so I'm on my own tomorrow, dadgummit. So uh, joining me now, and you may have seen the live video that we did, the live feed, we've got the uh, guys from U.S. Arms Corps, or U.S. Arms Company, not Corps, sorry. I see that CO, and I throw Corps in there all the time. Uh, so they came to us via uh, one of our lead heads, Jerry Black out in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He's, he's a big listener of the show. And uh, he's for you couldn't find a nicer guy, right? Is your mic on? I check, you got that? There it is. Yeah, you okay. got to get up on yeah, it. I'll, there. I'll get up on it. So uh, yeah, Jerry and I grew up as childhood friends, and, and I'm proud to know him. Yeah. Right. So Jeff uh, Hornsby is uh, who you're hearing now, and uh, Jeff came by to me yesterday. Said he's good friends with Jerry Black, and That's right. introduced himself and was telling me about the products that uh, you guys are, are putting out, and uh, they sound pretty innovative. And we're we're all about innovation here on the Talking Lead Podcast. So. Uh, we want you guys to talk about this awesome muzzle brake that you're uh, bringing the Talon to market here. Yeah, so the Talon. This is James, by the way. Yep, James McMillan here. Uh, go by Eric. Um, so the M905 Talon is uh, it's a unique uh, muzzle brake by design. It's uh, We've got literally hundreds of thousands of dollars tied up into the development of this brake. Um, my original design started from this thing. I was a young kid. I didn't like shooting big bore guns, and I didn't shoot some deer because I didn't have the, the caliber to be able to reach out there and get them. So around 16 years old, this has been in my head. So from there, um, I, uh, I kind of designed this thing, and I partnered with L.H. Thompson, uh, aerospace company. And, um, Very cool. We, uh, we kind of wrapped this thing up, did some prototypes. Our objective was to stall the Barrett, and we did that. Uh, we were able to keep it from cycling. and. Then we, uh, we started working on the 5.56 variant, which is a little smaller, and uh, do some tests because the cost of ammunition is so high for the 50 BMG. Right. So <clears throat> at any rate, through about, what would you say, Brian, a year and a half, two years? Yeah, we had a year and a half for two years of engineering development. We ran it through some uh, simulation software and trying to optimize the, uh, the recoil reduction and the noise level. Right. And we were able to get it down to 94%. Ninety-four percent recoil reduction. Right, right. So um, we took it to Picatinny Arsenal, and I had built another, uh, or we had built another 50 BMG, and I was able to put my 32-pound little girl behind a Macmillan Type 50. <laughs> oh, wow. And and, and she, how did she feel about that? <laughs> she says, "I really like it." Okay. That's what she says. I'll show you the video when we're done here. Now, did you warn her beforehand about you know what she was uh, getting behind? <laughs> no, um, the, that. I kind of kept her off that trigger. She had been on the uh, the 22, 22 short, 22 long rifle, 22 magnum okay. up to that point. All right, so you built her up to it. That's right. That's right. You're a good dad. But but I wouldn't <laughs> do anything to hurt my daughter. Um, and I, I have a, a buddy of mine um, that is U.S. Special Forces sniper instructor that uh, put his son, seven-year-old son, behind the 50, and he uh -huh. was able to shoot it as well. Wow. So uh, we took his information and the videos, all the testing, to uh, Picatinny Arsenal. I asked them for a 20 millimeter Vulcan and a tank. They were ready to give it to me. And that within <laughs> okay. 24 hours, we had a crater that was emailed to us. 
And we decline the CRADA because once you get involved with the government in that capacity, then they own it. So we used our uh, own money. They were being, they were being, used a little trickery on you there, weren't they? Well, they're seeing if you'd fall for it. <laughs> Damned old government. <laughs> there you go. So um, you don't have to comment on that. At, at any rate, I have to be. Careful. Plead the fifth. I have to be careful. Plead the fifth. That, I plead the fifth. <laughs> they were good guys up at up Picatinny Arsenal. They they're really good guys. <laughs> they were. Um, so we did some more testing and uh, long-range testing. So on the 50, when you're, um, uh, when you're shooting the 50, at 100 yards on 35 power, your crosshairs are still on uh, the hole that you just shot. Mm -hmm. At 1,000 yards or 1,000 meters, crosshairs are about a half inch off where you were originally aiming, and you can see the vapor trail through the glass from that. Wow. So you have these uh, available for different calibers. We do. I mean, you're talking about the 50 cal, but uh, you can slap these on 308s. We're slap working. them on 556. Five, That's correct. Okay. 22s. I mean, you don't really need them for 22s, but I hadn't tried it on 22. You know? Because we're making. Why like, not? We're like making big bore guns feel like 22s. I know, but yeah. imagine what it'd do for a 22. You know what I'm saying? You think we got enough gas to do that? I don't know. The uh, the the five five six is available now. The three oh eight size will be available in about three months, and uh, we're looking at some uh, bigger calipers, uh, caliber um, three three eight Lapua stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we're looking at the three three eight Lapua after that. Very cool. Makes, makes your AR feel like you're shooting a BB gun. Yeah, as yeah. it is. And it's what's the weight on? I'm I'm holding. I guess the uh, the AR version. It's about nine ounces. About nine ounces. Yeah. Okay, that's not. I mean, that's not. Uh, too much heavier than than your heavy duty brakes that that you're throwing on there. Um, it's very it's very sleek, very slender. So it's adding about what is that about a two inches, about two inch and a half. So it's an inch and a half wide. Yeah. Um, on a traditional, I kind of wished I'd have brought one of the guns so that you could see it on it. Yeah, I wish you did too. It Dad, looks gun. like it belongs there. It, uh, it it. But as our listeners are are listening to this, they can go to your website and they can get a visual as we're talking, and this. that is at U.S. Arms Company. What's your website? www.usarmsco.com, or they can go. find it. The break.com. The, the com. Yeah, the the Are you on the social meds too? You on the Instagrams and the Facebooks? That's that's uh, that's up and coming. We're really going to be launching uh, U.S. Arms Company on Facebook uh, this week. Okay. We have a site, but uh, we're going to add a few thousand likes to the page. Okay. Very there quickly. you go. Yeah, well, I'm and, sure uh, you get a lot yeah, of leadheads on yeah, there oh, too. Oh yeah, a lot of leadheads. Huh. You know, another thing is uh, night vision capability with this. Uh huh. Where you don't have the flash because the way it's gas support the it out spreading it out right you know so it's um yeah dissipates optics, it yeah. yeah dissipates it works with this brake versus other brakes very cool now this isn't the only thing that you guys are are being innovative with uh, you brought a couple of other items too let's talk about the uh i want to talk about this this digi trigger thing here what's it called well this is an electronic trigger or the electronic trigger i'm sorry let's so, talk about the electronic trigger i think so there's already a digi trigger out there th there is and and we we are actually working with that company on oh, okay. the military variant of this uh, for us, okay. Um, so you know they're just right down the road from me in Murfreesboro. No, I didn't know that. Yep, they yeah. sure are. They're yeah. like in Columbia or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right yep. on. Right on. Yep. So, so this is the military variant. Um, they're they're working on the commercial side of things. We're working on the military side of things. Cool. We do actually have a lower receiver that is tailored to that uh, that commercial um, digital trigger. Okay. Um, it, it has some kind of unique milling to it that allows uh, some additional support and things like that. So the way the system works is on the military type, 
So you're working out of the receiver when you roll up into your normal um, single shot or, mm -hmm. or, uh, or into your full auto. Okay. So you're working off spring brute, sear, uh, hammer, um, uh, that whole full auto group up yep. there. Now, in the in the what we call digital mode, mm -hmm. digital mode, we're we're not disactivating what's going on in the receiver. We're actually overriding what's going on in the receiver. So we still have the four and a half pound sear mm -hmm. on the inside, and we're activating that electronically through the grip. And we have some adjustability, flexibility. Um, with uh, this particular grip, we have two shot burst, three shot burst, uh, five rounds per second in full auto, 10 rounds per second, 15 rounds per second in full auto. But that can be configured in, in a, a number of uh, fashions, so to speak. Sure. And, yeah. So it's just programming. Right. So um, it works. This is still in development. Okay. Um, May I? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he's got this on a, an AR platform right now. And uh, it's safe. It's clear. Nothing there. So I'm going to walk me through my operation. So I've got it turned down to digi digital mode. Okay. So you're going to default to a one-pound trigger pull, and it's going to be single stage. So go ahead and pull it and uh, let it let it okay. release. Okay. All right. So now what I want you to do is I want you to go to the back of the receiver, and I want you to push number two. Okay. So I'm going to the back of the grip. Yep. And the 2X? That's correct. All right. I push the 2X. Yep. Now, pull your trigger. Command it and release. Boom, boom. Release. Pull it again. Okay. That's the hammer hitting two times. That's like right. That. That's right. Now, on the side of the grip, push All right. three. All right. Hitting the three button. That's correct. Now, I'm going to pull the trigger. I could feel the trigger. I feel the hammer hit. Yeah, yeah. So now what you're going to do is you're going to go to the back. You'll notice there's an infinity sign on the back of the grip. Right. We're going to push that infinity sign. That matches the same infinity sign on our receiver for full auto. Okay? Okay, so do I flip the switch? No, you don't flip the switch. Okay. Now push, push. push five. All right. So you're going to be five rounds per second, full auto. Did I hit the wrong button? No, you're right there on I'm it. Five going. rounds per second. Okay, five rounds yeah. per second. Got it. Yeah, nice. full auto. All right, so now go to 10. All right. Pull well, your trigger and hold it. Well, heat it up a little bit now. Heat it up now. Hit the dirt. Oh, yeah. She's running around. fire. Overwhelming. Get down, boys. That's right. Now go to 15. Now 15. Yeah, that's a donkey show right there. Now I'm going to just lay it down. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Now if I put that brake on here. That's right. I'm rocking and rolling. I'm, actually, right. I'm actually getting some accuracy out of that. That's correct. Instead you are. of just spraying and praying. That is awesome. You know, it's, not a, it's not a waste of bullets when you're hitting everything you're aiming at. That's right. Exactly. Know. Get our uh, taxpayers' dollars maximized. Went back to three. That is awesome. Very cool. So, and I assume that once the, the battery craps out on it, then it's going to default to my my normal trigger. That's correct. You have the mechanical backup of the single shot and the full auto uh, in the upper receiver group, so if your battery craps out. What's the battery life on this? About uh, 14,000 rounds. Okay, 14,000 rounds, and what kind of batteries are we using on this? It's a nine volt, but we're going to be moving towards the CR123 battery Okay. Uh, in the near future. Again, oh, this but is- But with a nine volt, I'm getting 14,000 rounds out of a nine volt? That's right. Okay, I mean, that's pretty, 
damn good, I would think. And nine volts are cheap and they're easily replaceable. But they're not uniform. They're not. No. So the CR123s, uh, you expect to get the same life, maybe a little more life out of that, out of one of those? or We, we have some very interesting things that we're going to try to do okay. to replenish that energy. Gotcha. That's good. So rechargeable. Dual fuel, maybe, kind of thing. There we go. All there right. We go. I like it. Yeah, dual fuel. Yeah. yeah. You may have the name for it right there. Okay. Well, I think it's being used. But. Yeah, well, I-, <laughs> I just want to say there's a lot of innovation coming from these good old boys from Macon, Georgia. Hell, yeah. And, you know, uh, changing <laughs> Southern the, ingenuity, changing baby. Changing the firearm industry from, from the great Southland of America. There you go. Nothing better, in my opinion. I'm just a boy from Florida who was invited along to, to live this dream and be and stand along these guys and sit and watch what they've done makes me super proud. Well, you're doing a good job. I mean, you, you caught our attention. So. Yeah, well, we, we, listen, and another thing, to, this show is amazing, and, and to be able to follow the guests that you've had on here, we feel very honored. Well, very cool, man. You Thank have you. included us in this show. It's a big show. I know everybody would want you to Well, again, and, uh, again, it's our lead heads that reach out to yeah, me and make yeah. me aware of all these awesome products that, you know, I'm not able to keep up with everything and everybody. So That's big right. thanks to our good buddy Jerry Black for, thank, thank you, for Jerry. introducing and, uh, you and I, Jeff. Jerry introduced me to uh, Talking Lead well over a year ago, and so I, I've been a fan myself. Well, cool. So, I appreciate uh, so that. This so you're is, a lead head. I'm a lead head, so this is uh, adding to living the dream this week for me, and so I appreciate being here. No, oh, absolutely. And, uh, and, and now, we're not investment. done, but wait, there's we're more. Not, yeah, we're not Uh-oh, done yet. So let's more. let's talk about the, uh, the, the, the thing. So you, you lead heads are very familiar with this, especially you home builders. Uh, you may get a, an upper from somewhere and a lower from, from another company, uh, and you get that wiggle, you know. They've come up with a solution for that, so let's let's talk about that real quick. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a very bold statement. All right, let's hear it. And I can back this up. I have the absolute world's tightest receivers. Okay. This is true. There you go. So you can go through this place today. You can grab every AR here, and you can, there'll be some motion. You can hear that. Right, he's holding up. He's holding That's up. Right. There's a little motion. Your typical, yeah. That's right. So this is a, a mil-spec Colt. Upper, upper, lower build there. That's right. And then our, our lower is underneath it with our cam lock technology. So so you make your own lowers? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we've got We a need to talk. We've got a patent on this, okay? <laughs> so, so um, we should talk. Yeah, we should. We should talk. Yeah. <laughs> right. We should talk. Right. I, I like the, to build AR. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. You know? I'll give you the best receiver money can buy. Sweet. And the tightest. And the tightest. And the guaranteed. Tightest. <laughs> guaranteed. So how are you making this, this possible? All right. So uh, either we're using an AccuEdge and we're driving them apart, or we're using the jack screw and we're still driving them apart. we got to leave them loose enough to where we can get the pin right. out. So you're talking about what's on the market today, what That's people right. are, are using. That's yeah. right. Or we're milling them so tight that we have to drive the pin in with a punch or a little hammer, and then we got to drive it back out. Right. Inconvenience. So what we've done is we've come up with cam lock technology. It uses a camshaft and a block and engages the rear takedown pin. Now, I'm not going to give all the secrets of it. Okay. But we are pulling not only down but back. So we're loading the front pin, front takedown pin, and the rear takedown pin. I'll show you how this works in a minute. Okay. So... If we just pull straight down on the back, then our front stands to wobble up and down a little bit. Right. So what we're doing is we're preloading everything. We're pulling everything into alignment, and we're doing it with this device here. So we have a little motion here, and we roll that baby up. Motion goes away, and 
pretty straightforward here. That's how it happens. All right, so can I take a picture of that? Or is that yeah. proprietary? Yeah, I think so. What? Yeah, because that's. We have a patent on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me get my camera working here. So you keep talking as I'm. All right, so what this is, this is a block, and this block engages this pin. You notice this pin's a little loose right, right here? All right, well, there's a reason for that. That pin has to move up and down in order for this thing to be able to pull the upper into the lower. So um, we pull this in, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this pin in there, and I'm going to show this thing in operation. You see it go down and back? And it goes down and back. And so nice. it has a camshaft. It's fully <laughs> adjustable. You see the screw in the rear here? Right. So my old eyes here. And, and the the benefit is when you when you engage the cam lock, it it basically locks the upper and the lower together, and you eliminate all the shake, and you have a much more stable, accurate uh, gun. And and this is adjustable to to take care of different uh, tolerances that Absolutely. you may encounter. Absolutely. It, it works with any and mil it just, spec upper. Just drops in right behind your trigger there. That's correct. Well, it does. It's proprietary to our lower. Okay. So there's a there's some secret sauce in that uh -huh. that allows that to be able to happen. Okay. Now, so, will I be able to use this in other lowers? No. Okay. So there you go. Maybe. You would have to do extensive milling. Okay. You have to do some because because of that that area back there. That's correct. For it to fit into it. That's correct. Now, for you home builders out there, you know, I mean, it, it could be possible, but could. And you, this feels very light too. It feels like your your lowers are. It is. So we took light. we took the, uh, the we took the unnecessary weight out where where we could, and we left the structural integrity where it's needed most. Okay. So. Um, now, uh, do your all your lowers come with this? Yeah. So we have this lower. We have the digital trigger lower, and we have a standard lower. Uh huh. But uh, every cam lock lower will come with that. So, okay. So you can get it with or without the cam lock. That is correct. And are you doing your uppers also? We are currently working on that. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the magwell that you got going here on your lowers too. It's a different kind of cut, V cut, a little right. flared a little bit there. Uh, nice. And uh, these are milled? They are. Okay. Got they milled, are. Milled yep. lower. 7075 T6. And uh, I just want you to play with this for a minute here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this back together. Okay. And you want to video this? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little video. Of you demonstrating here? Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, it's not live. We're just gonna video it. Okay, so here we go. We're I'm gonna going. Go. Wait a minute. Go. All right, so we're gonna close this baby up. We're gonna drop this pin. We're gonna roll this baby up, and we're gonna lock that upper into that lower, no problem. We're gonna release it. We're gonna reach over here. We're gonna pull this pin out, and we're gonna do that. So. Pop in the top. Pop in the top. So, if this is adjusted properly, it'll take about 300 pounds of pressure to remove that pin. So, if you tried to pull that pin right now, you could not do that. Okay. So, it locks in there good once it's locked. It does. And there's absolutely no movement, no light in between the upper and the lower. We're pulling everything down and back and uh, essentially making it like a bolt-action rifle. We're doing in the AR world... What, Pop that top again. ...what Defiance is doing in, in the... Uh, uh, the bolt action lower. And then show me the, let's see the inner. So this is proprietary to their lower. That's correct. U.S. Arms Company. And it's called the Camlock. Camlock system. 
you'll never get a tighter fit between your lower and your upper. Guaranteed world's tightest receiver. I know it's a bold statement, but it is a fact. That's bold, baby. That's bold. <laughs> cool. Very good, guys. This is some good stuff. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad our leadheads are looking after one another and uh, bringing the education to the leadhead brigade. This is awesome, man. James, thank you so much. Eric, I got. Yep. Absolutely. James, man, again, it's an honor. Yes. Thank, thank you, brother, for accepting us and having us here. And We're shaking hands. We're just yeah. shaking hands here. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so as you guys are uh, coming out with more things and uh, improvements, changes, make sure you get in touch with me. We'll introduce it to the Leadhead Brigade, keep everybody uh, up to date on, uh, you know, all the greatest innovations coming from uh, U.S. Arms Company. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Guys, we got more coming from the 2020 SHOT Show directly from the official lead quarters here at Buck Knives booth. And we're making it comfortable here, Justin, right? What are we wearing? Twisted X. We're wearing our Twisted X boots and uh, slip-ons. Nice. They are the most comfortable boots that you can have. Twisted X, check them out. The official footwear of Talking Lead. Nice. No, I haven't. I did, that was my first uh, exposure, exposure to it. To it was uh, I happened to walk by their booth, and he pulled me in. He showed me that the buttons on the grip of the electronic yeah. trigger, and yeah, it's pretty wild. And then when he said there's manual backup, I'm like, okay, you answered the only question I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, because its default goes back to your, you know, your regular trigger. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but I, I like the different fire modes that it had. So yeah, you got to go see that. You can he's do. Made, he's the biggest gun guy in our whole company. Okay, yeah, you got to well, check those guys out. Yeah. Might have some competition a little bit with who? people, Bill. No. He's pretty big. No, yeah. the competition's good. Competition's good, yep. right? We are at the 2020 Shot Show Leadheads, uh, the official lead quarters here at Buck Knives booth, and uh, we've been having a great week. This is the day five, six, seven, eight, twelve of Shot Show. Something like that. Last day. We're wrapping it up today. Uh, but uh, had the opportunity to work with these guys uh, earlier last year, and uh, they really hooked you lead heads up with some of their dual-fuel flashlights. And uh, I know that the, the winners of those appreciated them, and, and you lead heads that went and bought them, I know you're loving them. I'm still loving mine. I've got uh, the, the little small, is that the Garda? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I'm traveling with uh, this week, so I've got the Garda with me. Uh, and the uh, the bigger one, the triad, the triad. Uh, I think you changed the name of it. Yeah, uh, triad XTDF. The XT, yeah, yeah, the XTDF uh, is my uh, my duty light. You know, mm-hmm. at at home and doing the heavy duty work. But mm-hmm. absolutely loving those. But great. Uh, you guys have some new offerings here that you're unveiling at Shot Show. And uh, joining me, I don't guess introduce you, Michael Hess, uh, ladies and gentlemen, no stranger to the Talking Lead podcast. Good to be back with ASP. And you brought uh, Justin with you. I did. And Justin, introduce yourself to the Leadheads. Sure. Uh, yeah, Justin Marquardt with ASP. Um, I'm in charge of production here, and uh, just kind of make sure you know everything going through. Um, kind of, we rely on a lot of feedback from the industry and, and people that we work with, and. But you get a lot of feedback from this show, so it's probably very beneficial to you because you're getting face-to-face time with your end users, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's really valuable here just to uh, be able to talk to the people who actually have our products on their belts every day, day in and day out, and you right. just can't get insights like that. Yeah. So yeah. Just, Justin's just taken over our uh, vice president of manufacturing after 30 years, just retired. And Justin oh. was just promoted to vice president of manufacturing, and congratulations! Has oh, thank you. Probably yeah, the man. hardest job in the company. Okay, uh, so he's he's, he's got. Like, his, Wait a minute now. <laughs> he's got he's got his hands full. Well, you know we're 
we make a lot of stuff. Um, you do. There's, there's no margin for error in the people we sell to. Um, so, you know, the cost of failure is high uh, in the law enforcement business. So right. it's a lot of pressure and we're constantly developing new stuff. So, so that um, says a lot for you to be promoted up into that, that position, Justin. Yeah, it's so. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah, big it's, deal. It's interesting. It's tough, but, you know, I'm, I'm very um, looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be kind of a challenge in the next, uh, you know, transitional period here. But. You got this, man. You He's got, got it. This. We know yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I, well, I have a lot of support, too. I mean, everyone in the company, it's 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 really just a big team. It really is. I mean, everyone is willing to help out whenever we can. We run off ideas off each other, and it's a great environment. Right. It seems like it. It seems like you guys are, are pretty tight-knit to be a you know big company like you are. Well, we're, we're, we're very mission-focused to a fault. Um, you know, I like to say to people, one of the things I'm most proud of at ASP or ASP is that what you hear us say outside the company is the same stuff we say behind closed doors. You know, they say integrity is what you do when nobody's watching. Right. That's you guys. When we're, we like to think so. You know, when we're the same things we say to people at a trade show or out when we do training about our mission focus on officer safety and things, yeah. when we're behind closed doors designing products, we challenge each other and say, well, how does this product make an officer safer? And mm -hmm. if you can't answer that, we're probably not going to come out with the product. Right. And, and that integrity... Uh, shows also through the, the courses and, and training that you guys offer your end users. Yep, you know, tuition-free training, too. yeah. Right, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Not only tuition-free training, but we give them the product for free. So yeah. <laughs> and we're in the business of selling products, but, you know, we we don't think there's too much we can do for cops. So. Yeah, so I appreciate everything you guys are doing for our LE out there. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So let's talk about your new products that you're uh, unveiling here at SHOT Show. Yeah, so we, you know, our three main product categories are tactical batons, uh, restraints or handcuffs, uh, and tactical flashlights. And we have other stuff too, pepper spray and training gear, but we're, our three big ones are batons, uh, cuffs, and lights. And we, every SHOT Show, we generally have introductions in all of those categories, and this year is no exception. Uh, in the baton category, which is what we're famous for, our, our bread and butter, uh, we have a new line of batons called the uh, Talon Infinity Baton. Right. It's the most precise baton we've a uh, push button activated baton we've ever made. Fastest, most durable, um, all new materials design. We've reduced moving parts. It's self-lubricating, so no maintenance. Um, it's a really how is it self-lubricating? Uh, so one of one of the um, I won't say it's a complaint, but one of the challenges we were given by police and trainers that we work with over the f last few years of selling push button activated batons which for those who know uh, as compared to friction lock batons which is the traditional extend the baton and then find a place to bang it on the ground to close it with push button you don't have to do that last part you just push a button and then squeeze it closed either in your hand or right in your scabbard you don't smash it on the ground so one of the bits of feedback we've gotten in the years of doing uh, talon batons is that officers would rather not have a baton be a maintenance item for them right you know, they may or may not clean their guns and lubricate them. Yeah. They don't want to take their baton out of the scabbard and lubricate it. They just want to know that it, it works. Yeah. If they're not cleaning their gun, they're not cleaning their baton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, so we worked on a, a mechanical system, and more importantly, and, and Justin maybe can speak to this as the manufacturing guy, a combination of materials that allows the baton to operate in most environments and circumstances without ever needing supplemental lubrication. So maybe you can talk about the materials that are in it sure so yeah we moved from um basically within the the shafts you know there, there's some moving parts in there and instead of a, a butanitrile sort of a traditional o-ring as, as you would think that requires some you know silicone lubrication 
we've switched to a polymer that is self-lubricating. So uh, the polymer will slide over to the metal easily without having that extra need for oil and lubrication. I mean, a little bit doesn't hurt, and it, sure. it does actually protect the integrity of the metal. I mean, same with oiling your guns. Right. You know, that, that oil just kind of adds that extra layer. But you're not going to run into any bind-ups or, or problems uh, manipulating the shafts if you don't have that oil readily available. Gotcha. So it drastically reduces that need. Yeah. yeah. So so the, these batons are, they're just, they're super snappy. You know, they... they deploy out just really with really tight tolerances really really nice operation they close just as easily and um, we spent about a year developing them um, Justin Justin was also our uh, our crash test dummy Uh-oh. he spent um, <laughs> got a few uh, bruises uh, well he wasn't on the receiving end but he was uh, <laughs> he was assigned to hit the heavy bag with the batons ah, so um, so, sore shoulder and wrist and yeah. yeah I've got I've got several thousand open strike closes under my belt and so we open the baton strike it on the bag close it open it strike it close it I think I don't know what was the record of what you did in a row like three hundred in, in a row oh my well, gosh at, at one in one set yeah um, I did a thousand broken into like two three pieces so but yeah w- within the course of an hour I did a thousand just wow so we and it's not just us testing it there's agencies testing it and trainers testing it and. Yeah. What we found, having gone through this this uh, torture test process, was that uh, we feel so strongly about the baton that we created a new warranty, which is actually where the Infinity name comes from. Um, for this baton, uh, our warranty is if it breaks, if you run your truck over it, if you feel like breaking it, if you <laughs> snap it over somebody's head, All right. drop it off a building, doesn't matter, whoever breaks it, however they break it, why ever it breaks, we're going to fix and replace it forever. You don't need to know why. It's just broke, uh, you send it back, and you're going to get, get it. <laughs> we'll see if it's a good business decision, but, <laughs> you know, you got to put your money where your mouth is in this business. That's and, right. Uh, so we have a little laser-engraved infinity um, ind- uh, indicia, I guess, on the shaft of the baton, nice. and if it's got that in- that uh, logo, then it's guaranteed forever for any reason, whoever owns it, whatever. I so mean, you can't beat that. Cannot. I mean, yeah. That's backing your product up right there. Yes, correct. So, so that's um, that's our main baton introduction. We have a we have a new scabbard as well, uh, in the baton category. Mm-hmm. Uh, in restraints, our our big push as a company is into the corrections market. Um, you know, we're as I said a moment ago. Uh, everything we do is fo- is focused on officer safety. Sure. Uh, how they can perform their jobs more safely, more efficiently, go home safer at night. Just like everybody who's in the law enforcement business, that's the inevitable that's goal. That's their goal, yeah. Um, so we, we found that with uh, corrections, which is not a space that we had been very active in, uh, that there were big opportunities there to apply some of the ASP thinking mm-hmm. uh, into the way subjects are restrained in the process of being transported to and from corrections facilities, to court, in airplanes at times, buses, uh, and we developed a system, without getting too much in the weeds, that integrates with a very advanced handcuff and allows that handcuff to be sort of the central hub of a system for immobilizing arms, uh, waist restraint, Mm -hmm. and a leg system in a very modular way that can be attached and detached without ever uncuffing uh, the subject. So from an officer safety standpoint, We've got a, somebody who's al- always restrained, no keys present in the process of locking it, un- uh, of locking it I should say, yeah. um, and the ability to, to add and remove restraint components without compromising officer safety. And frankly, uh, as odd as it may sound, a much more comfortable 
system for the person who's lucky enough to wear it. Sure. Um, it allows them to sit in court. It allows them to sign documents, mm -hmm. uh, use the restroom. Travel. Travel. Eat. Um, eat, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so, it, you know, we've found in our handcuff business, you know, we're, I think it's safe to say we're the fastest growing um, brand in the handcuff business, even though we've been at it for a while. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that more departments, including most recently uh, Seattle PD, have switched to our cuffs is the word comfort sounds funny, but mm -hmm. it's beyond comfort. Um, uh, subject safety, the people who are in the custody of, of law enforcement, uh, is a common source of uh, common liability issue. So right, yeah. handcuff related injuries, at a minimum, it's paperwork, which nobody likes. Mm -hmm. At a maximum, it's a lawsuit. Sure. So if you can create restraint systems that minimize the risk of hurting somebody or even making them a little uncomfortable, yeah. um, that's important. That, Absolutely. That, go, that yeah. comes back to the officer's life as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's our, our big restraint push is the transport system. And then for our flashlight category, our big introduction uh, this year is the uh, Spectrum. Spectrum. Okay, I like the, that name. the same form factor as the XTDF that you have. Mm -hmm. Same programmability, but instead of the uh, high-low strobe that you have in yours, yep. it's got high-low strobe, red, green, and blue. Ooh, nice. Uh, everything yeah. else about it is the same. It uses that double tap feature, so that's what you're programming in. Okay. Guess I should have brought one, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, we like props here. Well, you know, you know it's audio. You know that. Here, look at this. But I like props. Yeah. I can talk. That, that brings questions up that I can ask about, but I, that's okay. I'll bring it by when I've, we're done. I'm, I've got it in my head right now. So, so how do you get to the colored? You want to talk about the programming? Sure. Yeah. So if you have that XTDF, which sounds like you're familiar with, you've got a, a bezel that unscrews, mm -hmm. and then our charging port is in there, uh, indicator light, and then we've added the button to switch between all the modes. So it's very similar to the XT, and we've got a couple lights coming out mm -hmm. or, or in existence that use a small uh, concealable button inside to set or program whatever you want for your second setting. And so that's the same button that uses that functionality. So you can okay. instead of just the... So the color stroke. lights is up uh, where you do the charging. Yeah. You, you screw it up and push up, and then you hit whatever color you want there, and then you still have the same functionality with the... Exactly. Strobe, so you strobe exactly. with green or red or you so go bright, you go dim with the green or red or you just yeah. Okay. So is it a bulb or is it a lens that's four LEDs. Okay, it's LEDs. Yep. So we actually uh, we use all you know Cree LEDs in our lights and we went to Cree with an idea and worked with them on this and they actually came back with a LED presented it to us and thought, Well this is this is gonna fit your needs. So we, we do that a lot where we have a light, we go to them and then match their product to whatever I need is. So it's actually a, a four section LED chip. Nice. Kind of interesting, yeah. Okay. So with flashlights, one of our operating philosophies is that a flashlight should always default to bright white for officer safety because mm -hmm. you don't wanna go into a dark alley or be clearing a room and turn on your flashlight and find out you left it on strobe mm -hmm. or or low beam you just want light right so every light we make the first time you push the button it's bright white you program in the secondary mode so once you say okay I want my secondary mode to be red for night vision preservation mm -hmm. you lock that in by closing the bezel and then that's always accessible by that double tap feature ah okay so nice. and if you want to use blue for you know blood tracking or or whatever yeah. whatever you can program that one in, but the first time you touch the button, it's always going to be bright white. Nice. So, and actually, you know, doing, uh, as Justin said, we we developed this four LED chip that's in there, but we learned that 
one of the downsides of having four emitters, which are LEDs, mm -hmm. on on a wafer, so to speak, is that because they're they're not all in the middle, because they're not all in the middle of the chip, you're going to have offset light when you're in certain colors. Mm -hmm. So you'd almost see when we first tested it, kind of a crescent of red light, but it wasn't a complete circle of red light. It had kind of a dark area in the middle. Yeah. So we figured out a way to create a diffused a diffuser in the lens that makes that uh, that fills out that space so in all four colors of our light you see a full center beam with no dark spot in the middle without compromising nice. too much brightness um, so you have intelligent flashlights we like to think oh well we're intelligent flashlight people intelligent <laughs> flashlight people <laughs> but um intelligent people behind the flashlights we yeah. hope so and the, and the big news the of this light um is that we have uh hit a new price point we're not we're not a price-oriented company, and I don't say that because we don't think price is important, but we tend to make the best products we can, and they are what they are, honestly. Sure. We're, we're not willing to look for ways to make products cheaper at the expense of the product. Right. So typically, we've been at the high end of the flashlight market, not the highest. There are some that are more expensive, but we are, um, we're an investment-grade flashlight. Sure. And so our duty lights have typically been $100 plus, $150. Mm -hmm. uh, the XTDF that we gave to your listeners, uh, to a few of them, that was around $170 kit. Right, yeah, very um, nice kit. Yeah. The, with the, uh, the Spectrum, we are, as a test, to see if we can make the flashlight more accessible to more people, um, we've put a $79 retail on it. What? That's not because our margins are fat, because they're not. It's just that we're... <laughs> We're taking a risk, and we're going to see if a if a crazy good price point will get us get our flashlights out to more people. And then if it does, I would hope so. My gosh! Yeah. So it's it, I, I hate to use the term loss leader because that's not a normal way that we do business, yeah. but it kind of is. We're yeah. not. That's crazy. We're, we're, I mean, you've added more functionality to the to the flashlight, more intelligence to the flashlight, and you dropped the price. Yeah, and and we. I'm scratching my head over. Here. Well, so we legit <laughs> we legit won't make any money on the first run of lights, yeah. and, and I'm, uh, and I'm not not even a penny. We will not make a penny on them, but our hope is that if it works and the, and we reach a broader market, we can then get the efficiencies that come with higher volume, right? And be able to preserve that price in the long run. So when are these going to be out? Are they out now? Available? Um, we're just finishing manufacturing, so okay. they're trickling in. Justin, you, when do you think we'll have full stock? Um, well, we're, we're looking at a few weeks out. Yeah. You know, so we've got the first uh, production pieces in, so we're okay. past the prototype stage. We're, we are in production stage, um, but you know, like anything, the, the it's kind of a slow trickle and then it increases. So right. um, within a few weeks, we should have a pretty good stock on okay. these. So there you go, Leadheads. You better jump to their website, uh, keep an eye out, because you're going to want to sap these up at that price. I mean, that, like you said, I mean, the ones that we were giving away, and it was a whole kit. Buck 70. 170, yeah. getting an even better, well, a, a more feature rich flashlight. You know, I said buck 70 because we're sitting in the buck booth. Uh, the buck booth. <laughs> Look at you go. Uh, like I mean, you can't before. beat you can't beat that price. That's, that's we like, hope so. We really crazy. hope so. Yeah. You know, we want we got, we want to get in the hands of more people. We are a, we are a niche company. We're we only focus on law enforcement, but flashlights are unique in that it's the one product we have that anybody can buy, and that anybody can and should have a good flashlight. Right. So we're hoping that this will get us out there. I'm sure it will. I Thanks. mean, we're going to spread the word here, so I know a lot of the leadheads will be in line for that. So. Well, we'll we'll get one on the way out to you when we get home, and uh, you can play around with it. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I love my XTD. I mean, it's my go-to. So appreciate that. It's a pretty popular one. A lot of people like that one. It's a. You yeah. send me that one, and then I'll send that one, and uh, I'll pay it forward with the with the other one. All right. So, absolutely. All right. Cool. So, any anything else new and exciting? I mean, that's that's pretty good stuff right there. Oh, Justin's favorite project: drop, drop mag red guns. Oh yeah, that's, ah, that's a, let's that's talk a big about one. That. So, uh, people are probably pretty familiar with our normal red gun lineup. They're inert um, training firearms. Uh, difference is we have full steel reinforcement in all of the guns. It's a polymer that we've uh, developed specifically for these guns. In fact, over the last couple of years, we've upgraded that polymer again. So mm -hmm. the current lineup has a, a really vibrant red color, really nice. stands out in training. Um, now we've moved into sort of um, enhanced capabilities. So they have drop magazines now. Oh, okay. And, and we've got two models out. We've got the Beretta 92 and we have the HK416. So practice reloads. Exactly. Nice. Yep. Do yep. manipulation. This was at the request of a... A major armed force in Europe that wanted many, many thousands of these to give to what paratroopers and yeah. some other people. So that's why, if you're wondering why, it seems strange that we started with a maybe the Beretta and a and a HK416 and both both great guns. But yeah. um, the reason is because those were specifically requested by uh, this army. Sure. Um, we're also work we're, we're working on some other. Working on a few more models, <laughs> so uh, looking into some SIG versions and a few other uh, large law enforcement handguns. Right. You know, one of the great things about being here at SHOT Show is you can walk around and ask everyone around, hey, what kind of gun are you using? What kind of gun is your agency using? Right. So a lot of great intel. So, and so plus you've got those manufacturers here too. Yep. You've got the, the SIGs and the Glocks and the Berettas. And it's funny, you know, a red gun, it's a solid plastic gun that's used for safe training. The The process of designing and building a red gun especially the uh, the AR platform mm -hmm. that'll accept and drop a magazine we were half jokingly internally we were saying it would be easier and cheaper to just buy the guns and spray paint them red <laughs> it, it was not easy um, I can imagine and yeah. it was a real pet project of Justin so now we've got a uh, we've got in our booth a uh, an AR that has a magazine that drops out so you can do manipulations and we've got a pistol with a magazine it, it, it sounds like a little thing red plastic gun but boy it was a big deal yeah. we're, we're excited about it I and mean, we're um we well, hope for that these, for these large agencies for their training i mean those things are you know they're priceless yep so, so um yeah so that's that yeah <clears throat> another piece that i'll say a thank you to Hexmag because they actually worked with us to develop a custom magazine so it's a custom color um it's a it's an inert magazine, so they're able to pack it with a certain kind of filling, and they, right. they pin the base Can't plate. Can't put bullets in it. Right. So it, it's a safe magazine, but at the same time, if you push on the follower, it kind of has a little bit of give. So if you're using it in a real AR, uh, you know, up against a closed bolt, still it's able to be seated. Right. But it's a high-vis red, just like all of our training gear, which you see that, and you immediately know this is training. Yeah. And it is just pretty cool that they were able to develop that. Uh, especially for us. Cool. That was a, a good shout-out. I'm a Hex Mag user as a, as a shooter. Yep. and uh, I've got a few they, Hex Mags. Yeah, they they uh, they deserve the shout-out. They really worked with us on this. Um, well, we'll see where these uh, drop mags go, but it, I think there's a lot of potential here for some growth. Absolutely. So you brought me a little gift here. I want to open it. I've been waiting this whole time to... The unboxing. The unboxing. I'm going to do an unboxing here. Get my microphone that down. smells delicious. You know, one thing. I know. Shacho has some amazing <laughs> food. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Eating. 
Yeah, those the grills. French fries I at mean, Shot Show. Vegas. I mean, just Vegas food. So we have a tradition amazing. in our booth. So our booth, you know, we have a conference rooms in our booth. So we have enclosed areas. Right. We have a tradition that we buy French fries at the concession stand by the ton. By the ton. Because <laughs> they are the best freaking French fries in the world at a at a trade show. And the weird part is a Diet Coke here costs five dollars and fifteen cents, which I think is very reasonable. But French a fries, Diet Coke, yes, sir, five dollars. Yep. Then that's reasonable. I'm joking. Okay, it's not Thank reasonable. You. Thank he's you. He's from New York. But I'm still. from New York, but the, the but the fries are like two fifty. It's such a that's a messed deal. up economy. That's a deal. So we 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 buy cases and cases of the fries. They're they're incredible. You take them home with you? We, no, we eat them cold all day <laughs> in the booth. We don't care. Oh, there you go. You got your dot light. Look at this. So this is the dot light. What kind of looms do I have here? 130 lumens, which... Brighten? Is it bright? Blinding you? Not too long ago, 130 lumens would have probably made it the brightest tactical light on the market. Uh, it's rechargeable. <laughs> that is bright. Wow. Rechargeable keychain size tactical light. You can unscrew the bezel and you'll find a micro USB charging port in there. Undo the bezel? Yes, sir. Just unscrew it all the way. Okay. Unscrew, 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 unscrew. For you listeners Look out there, that. he's unscrewing the bezel. I, I take, I'm taking the bezel off, and then there's yeah. the port. For micro uh, USB. So any, micro USB we charging. give you a little adapter to charge it, but you could charge it with any phone, you know, like a Android phone cord or yeah. Bluetooth charging cord. That uh, is awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just so tiny. It is. Is this your smallest one to yeah. date? It is. Uh, yeah. And it is. And brightest, smallest and brightest. I mean, it's, it's like the size of, like two thumbnails. As the young people say, it's bright AF. Bright AF. <laughs> Alpha Foxtrot. Alpha Foxtrot, yep. And what is the name of this one? The Dot. Dot. Yep. I like that. Thank you. You bet. Our pleasure. So are these new, the Dots? Uh, they're not that new. Um, they've been out for but, a minute? Uh, they've been out for a minute, and um, but they seem to be the, the thing that people love getting the most as a gift, so uh, we figured that would be a good one. It's going to be my new bag light, so I've got this one. I like that bag. So I've got this one still. Yeah. This is oh, one of yours. Sapphire. The Sapphire. Yep. The Sapphire, yeah. So that was our very first. So uh, that the Sapphire was our very first LED light uh-huh. 25 years ago, maybe. It's been a long Pretty time. Pretty close. And now for a LED lighting really didn't exist before that. And the Sapphire came out. It originally had a blue LED, which I think is how it got the name Sapphire, because their white LEDs were very exotic back then. Right. Um, and, and ASP sold millions and millions of sapphires um you could you know everything from department stores to catalogs to you name it because it was so novel at the time right and then the bottom fell out of the led market to where you know you can get a a clip-on light for free at the grocery store practically (laughs) yeah pretty much and we don't we're not good at cheap so um we preserved the sapphire but we dramatically upgraded it made it uh, rechargeable, which it didn't used to be. Yeah. Um, had a dual mode switch, so we've got momentary constant on. Um, it's bright. I mean, for a little tiny light, it's, oh, it's 20, yeah, super bright 20 lumens. It'll, it'll light up a little room, 20 yeah, or 30 lumens. Yeah. For the size, it's pretty bright. I mean, it's I think perfect it's for the bag, too. It lights up your bag when you're trying to get your stuff. You know, just well, that's the thing about those small lights is you really don't want a ton of light because a lot of times you're searching in a dark area, in your backpack, in your car, something like that. You don't right. want to be blinded. Yep. So it's, it's really perfect. Yeah, very cool. Michael, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having us. Updating us on the latest and greatest with uh, ASP USA. That's your website, ASPUSA.com. ASP-USA. Is it dash? Is it the dash? Unfortunately, there's a dash in there. Okay. Is there there another ASPUSA that... 
Um, I don't know who the other one is. I actually, don't, I must have looked at one point or another, but that, that right. happened a long time ago. ASP Dash USA. Yep. Uh, you let heads know where that is, and I guess our code's not not valid anymore, right? Is it not? I don't know. I just well, we'll just make it valid again. Um, We're here. Okay. You remember what it is? Uh, I think it was Leadhead, wasn't it? I've got it written down at home. I'll look at it and see what it is. But I will find I'll out. Start what it, giving it out again. I will find out what it is. On our and by the time I get to my booth, I will have it reactivated. Okay, that sounds great. So whatever the leadheads have, they can use again. Okay, sounds what? good. What I saw that. Did you see that? That's <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Just yeah, find out. Yeah, please. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah, so we'll get the leadhead uh, discount activated again if it's not awesome. And love uh, we we love the leadheads and we appreciate you having us around. Absolutely, and we again we appreciate everything that you guys are doing doing for not only our our listeners but of course the our law enforcement military uh, men and women out there too. So thank you. Great, cool. Right. Thank you, sir. Thank guys, you we'll be much. back with more at the 2020 Shot Show from the official lead quarters here at Buck Knives. Buck seventy. <laughs> Buck three eighty. Now, I, I didn't take. Unfortunately, I didn't take chemo. chemo. I probably wouldn't be here if I took chemo. It would have killed me. All right, so Frank, you're gonna you're gonna have to get up on the mic. You can either hold it if you want to, pull it up to you, or just Hello. Yeah. get up on the yeah. mic. It's directional, so you got to get up oh, on it. Oh yeah. All right. And if you need more cord, we can give you more cord. No, there. I'm fine. Y'all good, dear? His yeah. voice carries. Just wait till he gets excited. No, no, no. My <laughs> voice, I don't know what's left of it. You've talked a lot this week. Way too <laughs> fucking much. It's the last day everybody's voices are going. So, uh, Leadheads, we are at the 2020 SHOT Show, in case you didn't know by now, with all the uh, interviews that we've been popping out these last four days. We are at the last day of SHOT Show, and uh, we're bringing it to you live from the uh, Talking Lead Lead Quarters here at Buck Knives. And we just had a revolving door like like usual, and uh, our good buddy Paul Markle has sat down to to join us. Hooah, hooah! And uh, we had Paul on a few episodes back talking about his new book, Fighting Solves Everything, and how he kicked the shit out of cancer, and uh, how you can do the same, and not just uh, cancer, but with uh, any of the adversities that you're dealing with in life. That's right. Anything that that uh, you know, we don't always get to select the cards that we're dealt. Sometimes you just got to deal with it. So. If you're going to be alive, live. There you go. There you go. And Paul does it well, ladies and gentlemen. And fighting solves everything. <laughs> so you, I was asking you uh, earlier, I said, I didn't think you were going to be here uh, at SHOT Show. And you said, I have to show proof of life. Yeah, that's right. I got to show proof of life. Because <laughs> you know how it is in the industry. People hear rumors. They're like, I heard you got sick. Yeah, you know, and you if, died. If, exactly. I thought you died. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, they're like, if, if you don't show up, you know. You, you miss one shot show and you come, and people are like, oh, what are you still doing? Are you still in business? Are you? Right. It's yeah. like you went out of business because you didn't show up at shot I, show. I am still in business. So. <laughs> so, also joining us today, we've got our good buddy and friend of the show, Mr. Keith Garcia. Marty, how are you, man? I'm doing good, buddy. You, you sobered up? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sobered up from last night. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still on the way. I, I tied one on last night. <laughs> Thursday's my night to okay. get out and just unwind, you know. I agree. Me too. So I'm a good boy the, you know, the rest of the week and then. Just kind of blow it out, but we didn't get too crazy last night. I'm glad to hear it because, you know, as you get older, it's a hard to recover. It is. It is. Uh, I really hate the recovery process, so, you know, I really I take it take it easier uh, on those evenings here at SHOT Show. I actually have a voice today. I usually don't even have a voice on the last day, so uh, I'm doing good. Now, you brought a friend with you, 
Why don't you uh, introduce uh, who you brought along with you? This is uh, Frank DeSoma. He's the owner and uh, president of POF USA. They make the almost awesome rifles that you're ever going to see. And they do make some really beautiful piece of hardware. Yeah. Right. 308 and 223, and now they got a new 22 out. But uh, oh, okay. the tech that uh, that Frank has developed, um, it's the lightest 308s in the world. And uh, he's got a new one, the Rogue, out this year that you got to come by and see. Uh, in a 16-inch barrel, 5.9 pounds. What? Semi-automatic. Frank, welcome into the show first off. Good morning. Uh, uh, talk about this 308 that's the weight of an AR-15. What, what's going on here? What have you done? We went to the races. American <laughs> muscle, buddy. <laughs> what do you do at the drag races? You get the lightest frame and you put the biggest ass engine in it you can. Right. And hope you get the traction so you can crush your competition. And That's all awesome. we did was everyone's trying to make the AR-15 be everything. And they're messing with cartridges all the time to try to make it be that battle rifle. Because the Air 15 M16 design is a great design that Stoner did. Stoner so, good. I like that. And, and Eugene Stoner is the reason I exist with the opportunity of what we did. And I think we've propelled his original design into the 21st century by giving it the best of everything. The AR-10 is a wonderful gun. They're just heavy, and everyone's turned them into belly guns. Laying on their belly, it's a sniper gun. Right. Well, in the early 1900s, we had 30-06s and heavy guns, and they were battle guns, and they went out, and guys were carrying them. Nowadays, 308-762 is on your belly, and 5.56 or 300 Blackout or 6.8 or whatever caliber is coming out, they're trying to make the 5.56 become like a battle rifle have that punch right probably it's just not enough ass behind it yeah so what if you can make your ar-15 or m16 have the horsepower of the battle rifle why can't it be done well i guess it has why? been why <laughs> i guess you just did it right well if you perceive things a certain way then you you don't give up or if you say why and you actually try you find a way and eventually we did so literally by the end of the day we created an AR-15 that shoots 7.62 in fact you can take the bolt carrier assembly out of the gun with the charging handle take out the 308 bolt and firing pin put a 223 bolt and firing pin throw it in your AR-15 shooting 5.56-223 oh my gosh this is the best part about shooting that gun because when I go to the range and show people this, they can't they can't even comprehend it when you describe it because you have to right. see it. But he's making <clears throat> one bolt carrier group for both five five six and the seven by six two. It's crazy, They're, and it's a lightweight bolt carrier. It's not some big thing that you're just going to oversize and have your five five six have a massive bolt carrier group. It's actually lightweight, cut down. Oh my god! And now all we're doing is putting a, a changing the bolt and the bolt and the firing pin. It's a little bit longer in the in the three hundred eight. But it's the same carrier, and it's lightweight. And it, because of that, the less mass reciprocating in the gun, it shoots. And in, in fact, last year I shot it a lot against the 223 divisions in, in three gun, yeah. because it was it's it's not even fair to shoot heavy division. <laughs> uh, the weapon handling, uh, the the speed I can shoot it and drive the gun, because it's the same size. Well, you're just uh, you know inhumanly fast anyway. Well, so. thank you, but you know it's uh, the, the the whole idea by shooting heavy divisions like okay, this is apples apples, but 
once you go and shoot against a 2-2-3 and still succeed and win and uh, do well in these matches against the best guys in the country, it's, uh, it shows really how good that gun is. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. it, the gas block they have uh, allows me to, to, to adjust you know, the flow of the, 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 the gases, and it, you can adjust it at any time. Over the, I've had one for two years. I can adjust it every week if I want to. It doesn't seize up. So I can get that gun running just the way I want it for my style, for my size, and uh, it's just been flawless. Wow. And a pleasure to shoot. So my so, mind is blown. So engineering's Frank. one thing, but you need someone to apply it. You can cut metal and do and think you've achieved something, but when someone has the skill set like Keith Garcia does and can manipulate, handle, and actually operate something, he's proving with pack timers and videos time and time again, which blows me away, that he's running and handling the gun no different than a 5.56, an AR-15, M16. Right. But he has the firepower that we've always missed of the battle rifle cartridge. Our guns in law enforcement and the military, we've been overmatched since the 60s because the 7.62 has more ass yeah. than the 5.56. We have the battle rifle in the same size. We will crush it. Uh, Frank, what do you think about this desire that for the U.S. Army to, uh, to come up with, the, the, what, what are they calling it? They're calling it like the the infantry assault weapon have you seen that the new, next generation that, yeah the next system. generation weapon system what do you think about that well i think we should always look for ways to improve upon things i have no problem with that but when i find out their guns are 10 pounds yeah the, it, it's they, a monster it's a monstrosity and they want an eight eighty thousand psi i don't have a problem with all those things except someone needs to create better barrel material because how long is our barrels going to work when you start elevating with throat erosion all that talk to the the guy that shoots a lot he knows how fast barrels get torn down when keep pumping ammo all year long so well my experience with with military firearms is the the preventive maintenance on military firearms is is all on the end user you know clean it lube it clean it lube it clean it lube it clean it until the finish falls off but as far as armor is concerned, I don't see a lot of preventive maintenance in the armory. What my experience as a military trainer was, until you broke it, they weren't going to fix, replace, do anything. Until it was actually broken and unfunctional. So, but as far as like just switching springs, pins, what, if you give them a gun that has to have continuous maintenance and continuous upkeep, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and it has to be so, good from the gate. So I didn't have any perceived conceptions when I did it. We did the piston-driven AR back in 2004. We started backwards. I was a process engineer in aerospace. I wasn't a gun designer. I would claim that I am now. And my team, we, Patriot Ordnance Factory, and I think we're pretty good because we constantly ask why. Why can't you do something? Why can't this be done? If you believe that you can't do something, then you'll never try to achieve something different. Most of the products here, we're at the biggest gun show in the world, right? There's a hell of a lot of Me Too shit here. <laughs> a hell of a lot of Me Too shit. There, well, there's, there's, more, there's more imitation than innovation. That's, I think that's and safe to say. While I'm breathing, we're going to continue to innovate. Because I'm only as good as my next best widget that we come out with. And the goal is always to improve upon 
what you started with and move forward, not backwards. It's not about a spreadsheet. All those spreadsheets and money come, but that's the byproduct of creating and innovating. Absolutely. One of the things we're having in law enforcement these days, I've been a cop for 27 years and we do training and I see people coming out of the academy now, everybody's getting smaller. It's just the way it is. People are getting smaller, people getting into the business. And if you start giving them heavier things like this next-gen rifle, I'm sure that the same things are happening in the military. They can't even throw a grenade. <laughs> they don't have enough muscle mass to throw a grenade, so and how, they're going to give yeah. them an 11-pound battle yeah, rifle. How are you going to drive that? How are you going to carry it? Every ounce, uh, every mile you walk, it's, it's kind of crazy. What Frank's done, now we can take this under-six-pound battle rifle in a 308 cartridge that you don't have to shoot somebody a whole lot to stop them. Uh, it's not going to you know, go through and disappear, and they're not going to put a Band-Aid on it. Uh, and you can give them that, and, and any size, you can carry that around. You can be effective with it. And that's that's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, I mean, in years past, when we won wars, we were shooting 30 caliber. So uh, that's kind of... Here's a little perspective, too. Sure. So Keith's been shooting the Revolution because that's where we broke the door open. It was 6.8 pounds. So for two years, he's been running with that. He runs a lightweight scope, a 1 to 8 or whatever. Well, the Rogue we just let out, and that's a $2,500 gun. Mm -hmm. We just came out with the Rogue. It's 5.9 pounds. We took almost a pound out of the gun. Just think, that scope that's on that six the the, the revolution mm -hmm. is pretty much putting the whole gun with the scope the same weight so you've made it, you made it more powerful and lighter and guess what i love hunting so let's not even talk about competition shooting which is a wonderful thing how many people are going hunting for every north american game with a 556 not much not many yeah, how many can <laughs> go with 762 by 51 308 yeah. So not only do we have a gun that can play tactical role, can do competition shooting. Hey, I don't have this boat anchor out there. I have a semi-automatic rifle shooting 308, and it's 5.9 pounds. How many bulk guns weigh less than six pounds? And then what's the price of it? 17.99. That's like one of your really nice perceived. AR-15s by a lot of manufacturers here. And that's the price point on this one? The, yes. the new one? The Rogue? Is that where you're going? The Rogue? That's it's, amazing, It's kind of like our Chevy. I come, I'm a car My mind's car blown, buff. man. I'm just I'm sitting here I'm kind of a car buff. I look at the Revolution. It's kind of like our Escalade Cadillac. Uh -huh. All the amenities. Ambidextrous, everything. And there's Rich a lot Corinthian of leather. features. But <laughs> the Rogue is our Chevy Tahoe. It still has the same horsepower and punch, just not all the nice amenities. But it gets the job done, and that's what it's about. But I'm assuming that you're you can add the nice amenities if you want. It's it's fully exactly. upgradable and yes, accessorable, so accessorizable. I guess is the word. So we're trying to be we're trying to be more perceived because we won rifle of the year three years in a row with the revolution, literally. Congratulations. Um, but the one resounding thing with reports we got back on from people that tested and gave reports like the Industry Choice Awards, which is a wonderful thing because it's not, not on the merit of how much you advertise, but it's on the merit of the product because you got people that are users in all aspects from professional shooters, law enforcement, military, a hunter. But anyways... 
the one thing resounding thing that we kept hearing was where our guns are pricey mm-hmm. so now we came out with rogue not only did we drop the weight because hey i don't have all the amenities i dropped the weight and we lowered the price seven hundred dollars <laughs> is that still a piston gun no we went di okay on that so is the is the bloom off the rose on piston guns because you know, ten years ago, everyone was, can I say, creaming themselves? Sure, uh, creaming themselves. <laughs> a little too late, right? Uh, uh, over, uh, over. Well, piston here's what guns. I'll tell you. I know for sure. Tell me how many squad automatics are direct impingement, and how many are piston driven? How many are harsh, both? heavy, heavy use piston? Hands down. If you're in a shitty environment and you can't have the good tools to stay on top and maintain it, and you're gonna use it harsh and heavy, I wouldn't go into that battlefield without it. I'll even use shoot steel case wolf ammo. But an environment like me, I'm in a great society, I'm hunting or a competition shooter, I'm getting older and I'm certainly fat, I want less weight to carry. Less bullshit. Oh, yeah. So you did this more for yourself than anything, right? Yeah. I don't know if you caught that, but the, uh, the factory around there at POF is the Wolf Steelcase Ammo. That's what they run all their testing with. Okay. And if, if you can run that in your guns 100%, it's going to run anything. Because right. it's just, you know, the way it is, it gets a little dirty a little faster. But uh, he even sent me a bunch to train with, and, and the stuff just it just goes. Well, just has runs. anybody here in this at this table used any of the polymer-cased ammo? Yes. Like, True velocity. Yeah. It works. Six five Creedmoor, seven six two by fifty one. I wish and hope that they come out. That's a possibility of moving the bar, because look at where the ammunition technology's been. We're doing pretty much the same shit for the last hundred and fifty years. We've improved mm-hmm. bullet technology, we've improved powder, but the case is the case. So uh, Frank took me out to some range that we can't disclose last year, and they had some true velocity ammo there. And it was wild because I would burn off, you know, 20 rounds real quick and then hold it in my hand. And that's, you know, where can you do that at? And you're transferring less cool. heat to the chamber yeah, so you could so fight you could grab stay the gun. shooting a oh, little yeah. longer because the connectivity of heat being transferred. And, and, and when it falls on the back of your neck. Well, let's even talk or about your glasses. That. Yeah. Has yeah, anyone yeah. ever had a stuck case in I a probably. semi-auto? Mm-hmm. Well, if, if, if you you're have in a it, you're fight, not shooting enough. Yeah, if you're in a gunfight, that becomes a club. You lose, right? The coefficient of drag with plastic is slick compared to brass. So there's another enhancement that would help to ensure. Not saying it would never happen, but I'm saying it's another item because you have a higher probability of eliminating that issue using plastic. And I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all, mm-hmm. but it's good that people are trying to innovate. They're trying to find new and better ways, and that's what makes it better. My God, we're almost going backwards. About time we start going back to the moon. 69, you're walking around with iPhones with more computing technology than, than we, we had back in 69 yeah. as a kid watching yeah. that. Watching us fly them they in had a giant, man and a rock. Chalkboards, like from the ceiling to the floor, is what they had. <laughs> the yeah. chalkboards. I was actually having a conversation with a good friend of mine. You're a good friend of yours too, Zach Hall. Yeah. And exactly. he and he wrote he wrote a read a book. He was telling me about it. He said that the the weird thing is is all the all the formulas and stuff were handwritten 
you know, during the space program, and we actually lost a lot. So we have smartphones, and how much dumber are we now? Oh, yeah, you're telling me, brother. When you could ask Siri a with Apple a chimpanzee anything can about history, buttons, right? You know? And we'll give up our freedoms to get free shit. Right, and we don't even know if that's accurate information we're getting either. Obviously. We, we don't go and, and fact check anymore. Yeah. We just take Siri for her word. I was telling Zachary about doing term papers for high school. Yeah. And how before the internet you had to have three sources. And our first source was Encyclopedia Britannica. And I thought to myself when I was doing those, like, well, isn't everything in the encyclopedia right? Why do I have to go get two more sources? Right. And the teacher's like, no, you have to have three. Three. I need to see three sources on that paper. But uh, you guys remember the Britannicas? No, I, I can remember pre-computer uh, days. No internet, and, and you're out in the library trying to research, and it was and, that was a lot there, of work. There was two big companies. There was Britannica, and there was Colliers. Colliers I had the Britannica. Like, yeah, we, had, like, Britannica well. we had Britannica. We, we had Colliers because I guess that was like the Chevy to the to the Cadillac of, of um, <laughs> right encyclopedias. <laughs> they <laughs> had every other page. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the photos were only in black and white. They weren't in color. And we had the, you had like the A, the Bs, the Cs. And then the, the, the they, they were in like alphabetical. Some, but, but some of them were so so long, like you had S, S to S-E, and then, yeah, you Some know, were shorter than others, so yeah. you had them combined into, into one There wasn't just 26. Edition. There was, you know, some, there were like 30 or 32 or whatever. And, yeah. And my parents were cheap, so we, they wouldn't buy them sometimes, so we had holes in there. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't buy them, or you? They you just to, turned up missing. You had to keep paying yeah. for the yeah. next one. Had to borrow somebody's library card, right? <laughs> right. So that's what you got for your like, birthday, wasn't it? Encyclopedias. Like <laughs> that and underwear. Oh, <laughs> and socks. Books. Frank, I'm, I mean, I'm tickled pink to hear that you guys uh, are all about innovation and uh, moving forward and you know, not bringing out the same old, same old. Uh, it does my heart good because that's what we're all about on this show. We want to we talk about innovation. We want to push and promote innovation. And uh, POF is definitely one of those companies that, uh, thank you. That, that waves the banner of innovation in our industry. So thank you for everything that you're doing uh, for, for our industry and, and pushing everybody to the next level. Well... Do you want to follow or do you want to lead in life? That's right. Do you want to live life? That's right. Or you're going to you be alive, wanna, live. Yes. Or do you just want to watch it go by? And then on your deathbed said, well, I could have and I should have. There's no control alternate delete to reboot. It's over. Right. Because like you, in 1992, November 11th at 8.30 in the morning, I said goodbye to my family because I had a brain tumor. And I'm deaf in my left ear, and my facial doesn't move perfectly. But I understand you and know how you feel. I don't didn't live through what you did, but I understand. So I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but it's kind of a way of waking you up. There's more to life than paper with ink on it. Mm. That's what everyone's yeah. pining for. The and almighty dollar. People right here that are friends and talking, family and friends is the most valuable thing in the whole entire world. The, the people at this show. They come with nothing and I leave with nothing. Other than they put clothes on me because they don't want to see my fat, wrinkly ass. Because <laughs> when I was a baby, it was cute, right? <laughs> the people at this show. And sometimes make they it take the tie back. I just can't imagine Frank as a baby. Yeah. Oh, geez. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tolerate this city if it wasn't for the people that I get to see that's it, it's the, this city is a necessary evil it is 
You know, Zach, this is Zach's first shot show. He's oh, been to NRA a couple times, but this is his first shot show. He's got to be shell shocked. And he hates it. And by he the hates, way, doesn't everyone? <laughs> you have the power because you have a voice. So hey, you need to here's something that we do need to talk about. Because the industry, the NRA, I love them, but they aren't doing this a real good job as an industry as a whole. And, and SSF, we're here with them. They don't tell the message. So let's see. I hear a bunch of people on how they talk green and they want a society that's clean and everything. So this little company started out of the garage with 25 grand. I'm no different than every person at this table or every listener you have. I'm just a regular American. I'm no better than anyone. I've had the opportunity because of freedom to try something to fail or succeed. Um, Trump emulates that in a lot of ways to me. Um, he's been more successful and he's very confident. Maybe arrogant, but he doesn't put up with bullshit. But the cool thing is, is this. We don't even tell, and most shooters that own firearms probably don't even know this, but this industry is paying 11% of their gross income mm -hmm. for conservation. So that's for our environment. So when I make my products and our prints all specify American-made materials, right. and any products we do, we either manufacture here, and if I use products, the companies, because of me, I'm in aerospace and watches got outsourced in the 90s and decimated aerospace in Phoenix, Arizona, and watch hundreds of shops close down, manufacturing facilities close down because of outsourcing for cheap slave labor overseas. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of trinkets here made in countries that are people of slaves. And what's their environment like? So not only do we do 11% to help our environment. So we're actually conservationists. Oh wait, we're really green. My factory that we built from the ground up, my wife and I, we recycle all our trash. We recycle all our metals, all the chips from manufacturing everything. Mm -hmm. We have all LED lighting and we have our own solar plant on our roof, which provides 68% of our utility bill and wow. we're 100% air conditioned guys because we're in Phoenix, Arizona. You gotta have desert. that air, yeah. So it's not just for the office, it's the factory. Why? Because that's where the magic happens. That equipment has to be stabilized in, in a temperature controlled environment and my employees need to have an environment. Wait, we could take it even better. My employees get 401ks and match 3%. We're a small business, and my wife and I, to keep our employees happy, we pay 100% of their medical insurance. There is not one penny taken I need to go to work there. for you, Frank. I was going to say, are you yeah, accepting applications? <laughs> no, what, I'm not trying to brag. No, this is awesome. No, what seriously. I'm trying to say is the outreach from our industry, people need to know that we touch real families, real lives. We provide work for people and this is a different discussion it's not about a widget yeah. anymore it's about a life a lifestyle and freedom and it's about what we're doing i'm not this evil manufacturer of evil things i'm providing a livelihood and a lifestyle that's good and fair for the people there is nothing that says my wife and i have to pay 100 percent of our employees 
medical insurance. And with Obamacare, mm. our insurance in two years went up over 100%. Oh I could God. literally buy land next door, build another factory the same size, and pay for the utility bill for what we pay in monthly costs for our medical insurance for our employees. Man. So all I'm saying, and I'm not trying to be holier than thou, I'm saying we're doing things the right way, mm -hmm. the fair way. I'm not abusing people. I'm not using slave labor or other human beings that should have a fair life and have the best thing for their families. I'm not better than them. They need to stand up like we did on April 19, 1775 and said, we will be free and we will fight for that freedom. So those people in those countries need to do that too because these big companies, I don't see these big, huge corporations, Google, you know, Nike, whatever. Mm. Hey, how about Patagonia that's here that gave shit to Camelback? We're not going to use Camelback because Vista owns Savage. Right. And that CEO pompous ass, holier than thou, as he's importing all his fucking shit from China. From China. From slaves paying no money to help the environment as they're and these destroying. These are the stories the NRA needs to tell. <laughs> as they're destroying the air, the water. We're and going the to land. tell them here on Talking Lead. <laughs> no, it's in there. This is what I'm saying is this, no, this is reality. Is Absolutely. This is reality. And people Have need I to lied? know it. So no. you're trying to vilify someone because their organization sells firearms and you're telling your people to buy my, my product? From, and go out in the environment and use it. Who's fucking paying for keeping that that environment clean, keeping that the environment firearms industry. open? Yep. There, there's no right. greater group of, of conservationists than the than firearms owners, and so, that's something that always gets me. And that's why the these boneheads don't understand. Well, and, and They're trying to shut down the people who are are making so, it possible for conservation. See, I'm not a good messenger because I'll go right to the juggler. <laughs> Because I don't like bullshit. I call bullshit and the eight, uh, spade is a spade. Absolutely. So I may not be the politically correct way of the message. You're a student But it's a factual strength. statement. It's a factual statement. That so is what we talk here. Don't be trying to put your political bullshit views and trying to say you're so great as you're using slaves and your spreadsheet looks really good and you've done jack shit to help the environment. So who's green? Yeah, the Absolutely. firearms industry is, baby. That's right, we are. Because we are actually putting money in the game. We have skin in the game. Because we pay normal taxes like everyone. We're paying an excise tax. 11% of our gross business goes, goes to right to the treasury. Boom. And that's what Amen. people don't realize. I need to introduce you. To, do you know C.J. Buck? Buck knives? No, I do not. Buck knives? I need to introduce you to CJ. You guys get along good. Does he uh, <laughs> does he speak the truth like Frank? He he speaks and but he but but he lives the truth like Frank as well. You know uh, the the Wait, recycling and you know, we're all doing it though, guys. No, it's just the conservationist. Message, the message hasn't been resoundingly right. And if we have that message to show everyone, I don't care what gender you are. You're either male or female. That's what your gender is. Yep. That's science. Let's call it, it gender. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's why we exist as humans, right? But at the end of the day, we live in this place called Earth. You can pollute the water all you want. What happens if the sun fails to come up 
and burn. We're done. It's over. Lights out. Yeah. So it's already over. At the end of the day, let's make the best for what we are. Frank, that was that was a a, a very welcomed, unexpected um, truth. Truthism. We'll call it a Frankism. There you go. We'll start calling them Frankism. Frankly absolutely. speaking, needs so, to be a regular. I gotta guest. have you on the show more often. Right, absolutely. Hell yeah, so man! You should come out and see the. Uh, I'm fired up because it's it's a tribute to the opportunity that America gives. Oh, us. I'd love to tour. Uh, Lo- love to tour your facility. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that would be an honor of mine. Any of you are welcome anytime. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to talk about you real quick before we get off here. Uh, Sorry. Competition-wise, uh, talk about what you got going on and uh, who all you've got uh, uh, backing you these days. So Team Safari Lands is going to do a bunch of matches yeah. this year. We'll be shooting nationals, uh, three-gun nationals in April in Florida. They get their Shannon Smith down there at the Universal Shooting Academy, put on a great match last year. We're going to go back there again. And then a week later, we're going to do the PCC nationals. Oh, and nice. then the team tells me i got to shoot the single stack nationals and the L10 <laughs> nationals in, in Alabama the next month, which I haven't shot a handgun nationals in 10 years. But you know what? It's going to be challenging and fun, and I'm looking forward to uh, they say you got to do it, so you got to do it. Well, I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. But it's going to be fun because the team's a bunch of great guys. And Scott Carnahan, he's uh, been with uh, Safari Land for for 40 years. This is his 40th shot show, and he's oh, he's wow. finishing up. And uh, this is going to be he's going to retire this year. He's going to go out on a swan song. We're going to go do a bunch of matches together and have a great time and kind of wishing him farewell. He's done a great job. A farewell well tour. Correct. And yeah. uh, Safari Land's been you know more than generous to, to 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 me. And then they've also done so much for law enforcement, and military with all the saves and stuff and just seeing all the stuff they've developed over the last 40 years it's it's, it's a privilege to be associated with it. oh absolutely yeah and i appreciate you introducing the lead heads and and hooking them up with uh, these discounts from safari land too they, yeah. more coming if you need it they greatly appreciate those yeah yeah definitely so i'm looking forward to uh the season so keep us up to date on how things are going uh, now you're going to be running uh, the POF, I, I would assume, the, the new Rogue. You're going to run the Rogue? Uh, he's going to get the Rogue to me. We're going to go out and start testing it. I've got the Revolution set up, ready to go. So either one's going to be, whatever gets to me, you know, the matches come up pretty fast and furious this time of year. So we'll see what, if I can get the Rogue and get it up and running, absolutely. Uh, Was then, that a hint you just dropped? You said what? fast and furious. <laughs> Is that another movie you're working on? What, what? No, that, <laughs> huh? That, huh? That, that's huh? when you give guns to Mexican drug cartels. <laughs> or that, yeah. That's a <laughs> lot of, there's a lot of code going on today. A lot of code dropping, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Akai Custom Guns for the handguns, uh, Breda, shotguns. It's uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on 3-Gun. Collis is now kind of taking over for Suaro in terms of sister company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suaro's just going to do the hunting scopes, but Collis is going to do all the 3-Gun and PRS stuff. Beautiful scopes, beautiful glass. I, I worked at their booth this week and was really happy to see it. Um, I'm going to be running those this year. It's going to be great. Awesome, man. Looking forward to it. I really enjoy the the videos that you drop on uh, Instagram, those little quick, you know, watch me well, you do know, this. I, I just wanted to show do. I just wanted to show <laughs> Watch me you, do what you can't do. You could do a one second <laughs> reload with a three oh eight rifle. I want to see anybody else do that with any other brand. That's yeah. all I just want to see it once. It, Wait, there's it nothing one second was point nine. Uh, you know, I'll give, I'll give him credit. <laughs> give, give, give me something under a second, because it's it's uh, that uh, the the POFs them the weapon handling is as good as a two two three five five six. That's the difference. I mean, it, the the manipulations, the the field craft is just so much. It's so much similar. Yeah. You just can't do that with the other guns because they're too heavy. They don't load. You stuff a magazine, it falls out. It, the the tech that he's put in is above and beyond. Very cool. Uh, and give the website uh, for our listeners where they can go check out the, the new Rogue. POF-USA.com. Very cool. And you guys are on all the uh, the social media. You're on Instagrams and, and Facebooks and all that. MySpace. Very, MySpace. 
Is that still a thing? I hope not. I actually think it's. I think it's just devolved now to just like indie bands and stuff like that. Yeah. I got you. But and I think I think Tom's still my friend though. Okay. I hope he's still my friend. He said he was my friend. And Keith, your Instagrams are uh, uh, Keith, Facebook. <laughs> Keith Garcia Three Gun, and uh, on Instagram, and then just Facebook my name. And, uh, Come, cool. come look at some videos and uh, see how great uh, the POF rifles are and Akai Custom Guns and Brady USA. And we'll do some match stuff this year. And Safari Land's got all the gear if you need it. So if you need a 40% off coupon, hit up uh, Marty. He'll, uh, he'll Talkingledgmail.com. Just put in there. Give me a Safari Land discount and I'll hook you guys up. So, Keith, thank you so much for dropping by. Thank you. I mean, really thank you for bringing Frank. It's a pleasure to, to meet you. You're welcome on the show anytime, brother. Thank you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, come on whenever you want. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. And maybe we'll come up to Arizona and uh, get a tour. We'd love to do that, too. No problem. Check out that facility. Go in the winter. Don't go in the summer. <laughs> he's got an indoor it's range. It's a dry heat. He's got an indoor it's range. It's a dry heat. So is, so is my oven. It's a dry heat. He's got air conditioning. He just said. He's got air conditioning. So. I have an electric oven that's dry heat. Yeah. You don't want to be Paul, you going to stick around with me for a, for a minute? Um, actually, we got to uh, get going. I'm going to have a grandbaby soon, hopefully. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, One on uh, the way. Got yeah, they, she's, she's laboring. She, I don't She's probably hating life because she's been little laboring for a lot. Little but, Fedora uh, on the way. And we got one more appointment, and then we're going to hit the road. All right, we're well, going to get on the road. Thanks for dropping by. Uh, you know you and I will be in touch, and yes, indeed. We'll, we'll have you on. So, More coming from the 2020 SHOT Show here from the official lead quarters at Buck Knives. Okay, Leadheads, that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Those are some great interviews there that I put together. We've got lots more coming. The next episode that I'm going to be dropping, uh, we did several interviews with the ladies of the firearms industry, uh, and we've got several different interviews there, and I think we're going to call the next episode For the Ladies. Uh, it's going to be a really good one. We're going to have Christy Titus, Morgan Mills, Jen and Arissa from Girls with Guns, We've got the ladies of Buck Knives that we did a big, that we did an awesome interview with. That you're gonna love, and then we've got a new lady from the industry on joining us. Uh, she goes by the Mounted Shooter on Instagram. It's Courtney Johnson, and uh, she talks about mounted shooting sports. So that's that was a very good interview. It's probably one of my favorite interviews that I did during the entire Shot Show. So make sure you let all the lady leadheads know that that episode is coming up. Uh, something for them that they could probably relate to. Maybe a little more than a lot of this uh, macho male stuff that we usually talk about. So anyway, we try to have a little something for everyone on this show. And then just real quick, some things we've got coming up. we got the Sheepdog Impact Assistance uh, Annual Gala coming up. That's where they have the, uh, the fundraising auction where we usually get a lot of our sponsors and friends of the show that kick in and have some uh, really cool auction items that we put up. Uh, and then they will usually have like an online auction where you can actually not attend, but you can bid on some of the items that they have available. So we'll give you more info as that gets near. Uh, and that's going to be sometime around NRA, which, you know, I told you earlier, Keltec is going to be the official lead quarters for Talking Lead at NRA this year. So if you're going to be in Nashville... Uh, or if you're not planning on it, plan on it. You need to come to Nashville for NRA this year. It's going to be an awesome time. And uh, Keltec is uh, making it possible, making the lead quarters happen. We're going to be doing some great interviews there. And we might have, 
might uh, even have some cool giveaways. But one more time before I get out of here and go uh, pack up and head out to help Sheepdog Impact Assistance take care of some of these hard-hit areas here in the Middle Tennessee area, go and show our sponsors some love. Keltec Weapons at keltecweapons.com. Fioki Ammo. Check them out, fiokiusa.com. Buck Knives. Buckknives.com. And you guys, you know, you know the website. You can find them. You just Google them. Mission First Tactical, Smith & Bradley Watches, Century Arms. we got the AK Corner coming up, and it's going to be an awesome AK Corner. I made a post on Instagram and Facebook. Post your questions. This is going to be a listener-centric show for the AK Corner. We're going to try and address all your questions that you have that are AK-47, AK-74, anything with the AK, uh, variants, questions that you have. We've got some history questions. We're going to have a surprise panel uh, that's going to address all those. And then we're picking one lucky leadhead, uh, and we're going to have you on the show with us. So be checking your emails. Be checking your social media, uh, instant messages, whatever those are called, because I might be contacting you to be on the show with us. And then to make up for our last episode where we didn't give anything away on the AK Corner, we're going to have two lucky winners this this uh, episode. So things to look forward to. If you have questions, you got Jack Wagon nominations, you got Leadhead Brigade heroes, uh, or you just got any kind of comments at all that you want to send my way, email's the best way, talkinglead at gmail.com, and then just put in the subject, whatever it may be. And uh, as, as people know that, that send me emails or contact me on social media, I'm really good about getting back with you. So that does it, guys. I got to get out of here. Until next episode, as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. <laughs>